Hello and welcome into today's episode where we will be joining Legacy Church there in Shebbyville, Tennessee, where I will be preaching a word that I pray and I hope blesses your life. I pray it takes you to greater heights in the kingdom. Get ready because I believe God is going to do something special with what you're hearing today. So today I want to talk to you for a few moments about forgiveness and what that will unlock in the kingdom. This kingdom lifestyle that we are living together, I believe the Lord has told me that there's going to be some incredible healing take place in the room today. Today I came to teach and God's going to heal. I came to teach and God is going to do the healing. So today's a day for teaching and healing. We're going to repent of some things in these altars today and we're going to release some people in these altars today. Amen. We like to look at the physical healings and glorify them as we should because when they happen, they glorify Jesus. Because his name, his blood, and the finished work of the cross is what is able to produce those things. But please, my friends, don't you dare minimize it when Jesus comes in and heals people's emotions. Let me say that one more time. Because we... We get excited and we glorify it as we should when Jesus comes in and by his spirit and by his power, he touches and heals a physical body. But my friends, do not minimize it when Jesus comes in and touches and heals somebody's emotions. Why is that so important? Because it's your mind, your will, and your emotions that make up your soul. And my friends, Jesus came to touch and heal your soul and your spirit. It's a glorious thing when Jesus comes in and heals us of our emotions or from emotional things because he touches the soul. The gospel is able to awaken our spirits and save our souls. So I believe Jesus is about to step in today and do some of his greatest work. If you believe that with me, will you shout amen? Amen. 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 Thank you, Brother Caleb. You You can hang out today. So if we're going to talk about forgiveness... We got to talk about three roads to get there. Amen. We're going to talk about three roads that will navigate us and get us there. Because when we talk about forgiveness, we've got to talk about three things. We've got to talk about forgiveness between God and man. Amen. Forgiveness between man and man. Amen. And watch this. Forgiving yourself. Oh, come on, somebody. So main key number one, forgiveness between God and man. This is very important, my friends, because between God and man, the forgiveness between God and man makes up about 90% of this gospel that we preach. Let me say that again. Forgiveness between God and man make up about 90% of this gospel that we preach. The fact of the matter is, is that we need forgiveness. Come on, somebody. What Adam did in the garden and what mankind has done from Adam's time until now has gotten us to this place where we desperately need a savior, needing a mediator between God and mankind, needing a mediator between God and man, needing somehow, some way to step in between the hostility between God's standards and mankind's way. Between God's standards and mankind's way. Hence, we have Jesus who is God's son who come to shed his blood. And that blood and that new covenant would be the very thing that can stop that hostility. 
that would stop the wedge that was between God and mankind and the wedge that was between him coming and dwelling amongst his people, which was God's original intent. It was God's original intent that he would walk and dwell amongst his people. Do y'all remember in the garden, right? Uh, God would come down in the cool of the day and he would hang out with his son Adam and he would hang out with his daughter Eve and he would talk to them about their day and what did you do today son and and how are things here in the garden he wants relationship that was God's original intent and it took Jesus to come here and stop the hostility between mankind and God by his blood amen because of what Jesus has now done you have access to forgiveness. Because of what Jesus has now done, you now have access to forgiveness. When we talk about forgiveness, that means that you have been made right with God. Because of what Jesus has done. Oh, come on, somebody. Because of the spotless Lamb, come on, because he lived a sinless life and a spotless life, he qualified himself to walk this earth as a man filled with the Holy Ghost to become the sin sacrifice, the propitiation for your sin and my sin. Come on, somebody. Y'all help me preach this morning. Like he gives you access to forgiveness. And guess what? We all need forgiveness. And the church said, amen. Come on. You need forgiveness. I need forgiveness. You need forgiveness for the thoughts that run through your mind come on you need forgiveness for when you stub your toe and you say stupid stuff come on somebody you need forgiveness for the way that you maybe treat people when you wake up on the wrong side of the bed come on somebody you need forgiveness for your past y'all ain't saying no thing come on you need forgiveness just like I need forgiveness pastors and preachers ain't exempt either ministry folks ain't exempt either we all need forgiveness and we all need the blood of Jesus Christ We are in desperate need of a savior, my friend. Guess what? You are in desperate need of a savior. I don't care how long you've been serving God. Come on. Sanctification is instant, but also progressive. (laughs) Let me say that again. Some folks will tell you, you you get saved and then you get sanctified and then it's over with. Mm Mm-mm. Let somebody cut me off in traffic. I'll prove to you that it's instant but also progressive. Some of y'all really need to be shouting amen right now. I know about you. (laughs) I'm kidding. But come on, salvation is instant and progressive. The moment that you put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, you have been made right with God and you have forgiveness for your sins. The ones you committed before Christ, the ones you're going to commit while you are serving Christ. Come on, somebody like forgiveness is available and it's real and it is for all time. We all need forgiveness. Amen. We all need it. And when we talk about forgiveness between God and man and what Jesus has done for us, that means that you have been made right with God. I want y'all to really get a hold of this today. Do you understand? God forgives you. Let me say it again. God forgives you. Let me try it over here. God forgives you. Let me say it loud so the folks in the back can hear. God forgives you. Folks on the side, come on. God forgives you, like for real. He forgives you. 
He isn't holding against you. Do you understand that the Bible teaches, when you read Colossians, this shifted my life. When I read in Colossians 1 and Ephesians 1 that said, you are holy, blameless, and righteous in the sight of the Father when you are in Christ. What? After everything I've done? Oh, y'all ain't saying nothing. After all of the craziness I lived? I got one that gets it. Come on, after all the jail time, after all the addiction, after all the womanizing, come on, y'all help me. After all the debauchery, after all of the craziness, no, God actually forgives me. And when I'm in Christ, he sees me as holy, blameless, and righteous. No matter what I've done, no matter the mistake I made yesterday, the mistake I made last week, the mistake I made last month, come on, the divorce I went through five years ago, come on, I'm telling you that God actually and really forgives you and he sees you differently than probably what you even see yourself come on when I really got a hold of this and I realized hold up this is how God sees me why don't my life look like it see well, uh, mm. what some of y'all gonna get free I don't even know why I'm going here but I'm going here this ain't even in the notes You can never become what you do not believe. You'll never become righteous, holy, and blameless if you don't believe that that that's what God actually says about you. If it ever goes from here to here, oh, watch out, devils. (laughs) Oh, the devils and the enemy better watch out in Chevyville, Tennessee, or whatever city you traveled from today. Because if you really believe what the Bible says about you, you will begin to shift everything around you. You'll begin to shift things in your family. You'll begin to shift things on the assembly line at work. You'll begin to shift things in the break room when you believe that God says you're holy, that God says you're sanctified and set apart, that God God says he has a plan and God says he has a purpose for you no matter what you did last year. When you actually believe what the Bible says about you, you will be able to produce it. He calls you holy, blameless and righteous in his sight. Let me get back to forgiveness here because when we when when we talk about forgiveness, there's a few points I got to give you. Number one is this. You confess it. He forgives it. Let me say that again. You confess it. He forgives it. You confess it. He forgives it. You confess it. He forgives it. Jesus, while teaching the disciples how to pray in Matthew 6 and verse 12, he says, And Lord, forgive us our debts, meaning our sins. Forgive us our trespasses, right? Forgive us as we forgive our debtors. 1 John 1, 9 says this. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, there it is. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and he is just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, you make God out to be a liar and his word is not in you. So when Jesus tells them to say this, Lord, 
Forgive me of my sin and trespasses and forgive those who trespass against me. And then in 1 John, he tells you, confess your sins and God is, will be faithful and God will be just to forgive you of your sins. When 1 John gets to preaching that in the scriptures, he is saying, don't be dumb. Come on, somebody. Yeah, I said it from the pool. Don't be dumb. Don't be arrogant. Come on, don't be silly and say that you have no need for the cross. Come on, don't be silly and say that you've never sinned and that you're perfect. Look, I know your mommy thinks you're a perfect little baby. Come on, somebody. Sometimes I think my mom thinks I can't do nothing wrong because she loved me so much. And I know your mama probably told you the same thing, but I got some news for you today, baby. You ain't perfect and you got some stuff going on and you might have some skeletons in your closet no matter how perfect your mama thinks that you are. You got some stuff going on. Come on, don't be silly. Don't act like you've got nothing going on. Or that there is no area that Jesus can't touch in your life. You are in need of forgiveness. You're in need of a savior. Don't fool yourself is what he is saying. And if you will not, if you will try, if you will not try to fool yourself and confess your faults to God, he will be faithful to forgive them. And remember what his baby boy did on that cross, which was pay for your junk and pay for my junk. If you believe that, shout amen. Here we go. Sub key number two. And this is cool. This is really cool. Did I say that? This is cool. Watch this. When you confess it, he forgets it. Three of you got it. When you confess it, he forgets it. When you confess it, he forgets it. Come on, Hebrews 8 verse 12. For I will be merciful to their unrighteousness and their sins and their lawless deeds. I will remember no more. Hebrews 10, 17, uh, says, 10, 16 and 17 says this. This is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, says the Lord. I will put my law into their hearts and in their minds I will write them. Then he adds their sins and their lawless deeds. I will remember no more. Should I keep going? I think I will. Isaiah 43. In verse 25, I, even I, am he who blots out your transgressions for my own sake, and I will what? Not remember your sins anymore. Psalm 103 and verse 12, as far as the east is from the west. Come on. So as far as I have removed your transgressions from me. Micah 7 and 19, he will again have compassion on us. And he will subdue our iniquities. You will cast our sins into the depths of the sea. Are y'all catching this this morning? He is saying over and over again, because of the covenant that I have made with them, I will remember their sins no more. I'm going to write my law on the tablets of their heart and I will put my law in their minds. And when I do, I will remember their sins no more, meaning I'm not going to hold it against them. I, I'm not looking to bring it up against them in the courts of heaven. Come on. I'm actually going to blot it out, meaning he's going to take an eraser and he's going to blot it out of your book. Come on. I'm going to throw it as far as the east is from the west. I don't trust scientists much but, much, but every now and then they'll say something smart. They think that our universe is expanding from the east to the west. 
He said, I'll throw your sin as far as the east is from the west. And this thing just keeps going and going and going and going. Sounds like your sins and your junk are pretty far from the mind of God when you confess them and he forgets them. Come on. Jesus. Come on. I wish I could find 10 people in this room right now who would begin to praise God and thank God that he not only forgets, forgives your sin, but he forgets your sin. I got 10. I wonder if I could find 20 people that say, I'm thankful for a God that not only forgives my sin, but he forgets my sin and he takes it and throws it as far as the east is from the west and he throws it into a sea called forgetfulness. Come on, if you won't praise him for yourself, praise him for me. Come on, if you won't praise him for yourself, praise him for your neighbor. Come on. Thank you, Lord. Jesus. Sub-key number three. And here's where I'm going to challenge you. When God, if God says, if God says that when he forgives us, he forgets it. Why don't we? Let me try it over here. If God says that when he forgives it, he forgets it, why don't we? Oh, can I go ahead and just repent in front of the church right now? Because I've been guilty of saying this too. Oh, I forgive him, but I ain't forgetting. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I forgive him all right. I forgive them, I forgive them, I forgive them, but I ain't going to forget. Ain't nope, mm -mm, They ain't doing me like that again. I'm never walking through this again. I'm going to forgive them, but I'm going to keep it right here at the forefront of my mind. And now I put up a wall and blocked everybody out and lumped everybody into the same category because I fooled myself into thinking that I have forgiven somebody, but I'm not forgetting it. I'm not willing to forget it. Now, hear me out when I say this, too. I'm not saying that uh, that you can't. Uh, uh, that you can't be in check with reality. Come on. The same Jesus that tells you to love your enemies also tells you to shake the dust from your feet when they do not accept you and they reject you. But catch what he's saying there. He's saying wash your feet and make them clean. You can forget about it and move on with your life. It is a possibility to forgive and also forget about it. And let it go. If God can do it, you can do it. You want to know why? Because he lives in you. He lives in you. So he can give you the ability to do it. Do you understand the Bible? Peter says we have been given everything we need pertaining to holiness and godliness. Godliness, Godlikeness. He's given you, and we got excuses though. I'm not Jesus. Can't forgive them. I ain't Jesus. What you expect from me? I expect for you to be conformed to the image of His Son, which you were predestined to do anyways. Romans eight. 
Meaning that God predetermined that you would be conformed and shaped and molded into the likeness of Jesus. Meaning that you can love like him, walk like him, forgive like him, walk in compassion and mercy like him. Jesus hangs on a cross and he's sitting there with the people that are murdering him. And he says, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. What if that would hit the church of Jesus Christ and we would have an attitude of, Father, forgive them. They don't even know what they are doing. Man, that's good preaching. Preach, man. Preach. Gosh. I'm going back and watching Facebook Live later. Come on, this is for us, y'all. This is for us. The days of excuses for walking like, for not being able to walk like Jesus, they're out the door. You've been given the greatest gift of all time called the Holy Ghost. Mm. Jesus, thank you, Lord. Mm. <sighs> forgiveness, well, that's forgiveness between God and mankind. Now watch this. I'm going to blow your hair back. It's going to look even better than mine. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Here we go. Forgiveness between God and mankind, and then there is forgiveness amongst the brethren, meaning forgiveness between men. The key to you gaining access to God forgiving you is the fact that you got to forgive everybody else. Walking in forgiveness actually is what gives you access to God. Maybe some of your prayers aren't being answered and you're in the prayer closet begging and pleading with God to do this and begging and pleading with God to do that. But your prayers aren't being answered because you don't even have access to God because you are harboring resentment and unforgiveness with your brothers and your sisters. We got Christians that are harboring resentment and unforgiveness in the middle of their marriage and they can't figure out why the marriage cannot get put back together together and I'm telling you my friends if you don't forgive others God cannot forgive you it is an impossibility that is also a promise in the word if you do not forgive other people God cannot forgive you why because it's a law and decree that he wrote and he's a king and he don't go back on his word you're a part of a kingdom if you do not forgive others God will not forgive you this blew my mind and I was studying earlier Do you understand that the word forgive or forgiveness was written 46,000 times in your Bible? (laughs) Yeah. And we'll preach on it every now and then. Come on, 46,000 times in the Bible. Sounds like forgiveness is real important to God. Let me read a few scriptures to you. Ephesians 4 and verse 32. And be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. Colossians 3 and 13. Bearing with one another and forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, 
Even as Christ forgave you, so you must also do. Luke 6 and verse 37. Judge not and you shall not be judged. Condemn not and you shall not be condemned. Forgive and you will be forgiven. Matthew 18, 21 through 22. Then Peter came and said to him, Lord, how often when my brother sins against me, shall I forgive him? Up to seven times. Peter thought he was doing real well and being generous when he said, oh, should I forgive him seven times? Because at number eight, I'm going to let that joke happen. Come on. (laughs) No, he said, then Jesus responds here. Jesus responds here. No, I say to you seven times 70. That's not 432 or whatever that number was. It's meaning he was using that as analogy to say, no, 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 no. You don't put a cap on it. You, You don't put a cap on it. If that person comes to you, that's key too. If that person comes to you and is asking for forgiveness and they mean it with all of their heart and they have offended you or they have sinned against you, it is your responsibility to 100% of the time forgive the individual. Mark 11, 25 and 26. And whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him that your father in heaven might also forgive you. But if you do not forgive, neither will your father in heaven forgive your trespasses. Forgiveness is a kingdom key that gives you access to God. Forgiveness is a kingdom key. That gives you access. You you know, your forgiveness is under lock and key. Your forgiveness between you and God, your life, is under lock and key. And God is wondering if you're going to pull out your kingdom key of forgiving your brothers and your sisters and unlock your own forgiveness. We're talking kingdom keys, y'all. This one's important. Come on, your your grace and your forgiveness is under lock and key, but God has given you the key. That's some really great news. That's some really great news because the kingdom key is to simply forgive. That's the key. Pull it out. If you don't, you'll be real sorry on judgment day when you stand before a holy God and he sits there and tells you, I was willing to forgive you of every wicked and evil thing you did. And because they owed you 20 bucks, you want to hold a grudge. Because they was having a bad day and said something to you in their flesh and now you won't forgive them and you want to harbor it against them and you're standing before a holy God who was willing to wipe your slate clean but he can't do it because you've held a grudge. Again, I'm preaching real good. Let that soak, church. Let that soak for a second. Matthew 6, 14 and 15 from our initial text says, if you forgive other people their offenses, if you forgive other people their offenses, your heavenly father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive other people, your father will not forgive your offenses. There is a real important word in that scripture, and it's the word offenses. If you forgive others who offend you, God will forgive you. If you don't forgive when people offend, God won't forgive you. 
I said it earlier, we really need forgiveness. Each and every one of us, let us not kid ourselves, right? And now here's the kicker. Because Jesus says that it's impossible that offenses would not come. Jesus says it's impossible to not deal with offenses while you walk this earth. Why? Because they're wrapped in flesh and blood just like you. Sounds like we're going to have to forgive people. Sounds like we're going to have to give people grace when they have offended us. It sounds like, as much as we might not want to, that we are going to have to forgive and give grace to people when they offend us and when they treat us wrong and when they do us dirty and when they do us bad. It sounds like we're going to have offenses in this life, but Jesus paid a high enough price for you to get over your offense. Why? Because you have had plenty of offenses according to him and towards him, but also to other people in relationship with you. I'll just share, uh, be a little bit vulnerable in the pulpit this morning. I used to be extremely distraught when relationships would end. When relationships in my life and in ministry would end, when something would happen, when I would offend them or they would offend me, and it would, it would tear me to pieces. Why would it tear me to pieces? It would tear me to pieces because it hurt. It would tear me to pieces because it hurt. You know, you can't be offended by people who are not close to you. And Jesus says that it is a fact that offenses will come. So you want to know what this means? You need to toughen up, buttercup, because offenses are going to come by people who are close to you. By people who are close to you. And I'll just be quite honest with you. The Lord has really just recently helped me to overcome this and helped me to get past this. I'm not saying that it doesn't hurt and that you don't go through pain when people offend you or when they leave. I'm just fixing to tell you a way to get over it a lot quicker. I'm fixing to tell you a way to get over it a lot quicker because remember last week I told you perspective has a lot to do with things in the kingdom of God. So let's shift your perspective. You need to understand that in life, you're just a bus driver. In life, in the kingdom of God, you are simply a bus driver. The Holy Spirit is your GPS. Come on, y'all have heard me talk about that a lot. The Holy Spirit is your GPS that is going to get you to your destination. But here's the fact about a bus driver. The bus driver picks up a lot of people and makes a lot of stops. And not everybody on that bus is going to the end point destination that you are trying to reach, my friends. And so people are going to get on and people are going to get off. But it's your job to not be offended when people come on and off and in and out of your life because they're not heading where you are heading. Come on. They're not going where you are going. 
They might not be heading to the same destination that God is trying to get you to, to the place that God is trying to have you arrive. And guess what, my friends? That is okay. You want to know why? Because they have a destiny too. Come on, somebody. They have a purpose too. This ain't just about you. This ain't just about your life. This ain't just about your calling. This ain't just about your giftings. Come on, somebody. Like I'm trying to tell you that people are coming in and out of your life and they will come in and out of your life. And that is okay. What is not okay is when you hold on and harbor the offense. God, oh, Jesus. God uses offense to move you. (laughs) Let me let that sink in. God uses offense to move you. Because if you never got offended, you'd have stayed. If they, if they never got offended, they would have stayed. And now there is for real friction on destiny. And God is all about you fulfilling your destiny. Let me give you another example. You are a structure for the kingdom of God. You are a beautiful skyscraper that is being built at this very moment in the spirit realm and in the kingdom of God. People are scaffolding. But guess what? You are too. Why? Because they're a beautiful structure and a skyscraper that God has built. God is the architect. Do you understand that? God is the architect of your life. There is books written in heaven about your life and the way that it is supposed to go. That does not negate free will. It's a plan. It's a destination. If the Holy Spirit is your GPS, and all my men are about to say amen, if the Holy Spirit is your GPS, some of us, we think we're smarter than the GPS sometimes. And Now, nah, that ain't the way we're supposed to go. Let me take this left right here. <laughs> but if you'll listen to Siri, come on, somebody. Make a U-turn now, she'll be saying. You can get right back on track, and now it's become a part of the story, but God is still getting you to that destination. Come on, we have to stop being so offended when people come in and out of our lives, or even when there is an, let me just say, can I just say, there is true and authentic, real offenses where people have done us wrong, and people have hurt us, and they've offended us, and they've acted crazy, and this, that, and the third, but God is just asking you to forgive them like he has forgiven you. Thank you, Lord. Subkey number three is this forgiveness for people proves that you have love. I'm almost done, but watch this. Forgiveness proves that you have love. Proverbs 17 and 10 says this love prospers when a fault is forgiven, but dwelling on it separates close friends. Proverbs 10 and 12 hatred stirs up conflict. But love covers all wrongs. Forgiveness, my friends, is a result of love. Forgiveness is a result of love. Forgiving proves love. And the entire gospel message 
is based on love. Come on, the Ten Commandments, all of the law, all of the prophets are based on love. They asked Jesus the question, uh, you know, one day, and he said, all of this stuff that y'all are worried about and that you're nitpicking, it's all based on love. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind, and love who? Your neighbor, your brother and sister as yourself. Come on, you can be the most generous person in the world. You can be the richest person in the world and give away everything that you have. Come on, you can be the most spiritual person in the world and prophesy and operate in miracles and healings and tongues and interpretation of tongues and speak in the tongues of angels and in the tongues of men. Come on, but if you do not have love, you are simply a clanging symbol in the years of God. Come on, that's 1 Corinthians 13 for anybody who was wondering. Come on, love is the key. Last point here, main key number three is this. There's forgiveness between God and mankind. There's forgiveness between um, and amongst men. And you're going to have to forgive your brother and your sister to gain access to your forgiveness that is freely and readily available to you from the Father. And the third is this. You're going to have to forgive yourself. You are going to have to forgive yourself. You know, I work in recovery ministry for those of you who might be visiting or, or don't know. Run two faith-based year-long recovery centers, and uh, when you know these are people coming out of addictions and and lifestyles that are crazy. I was one of them myself in 2015. I got sent to a program called Teen Challenge. That's where I gave my life to the Lord, and it changed everything for me. But our students, they come in from lifestyles of addictions and craziness and dealing drugs and womanizing and whoremongering and all of this crazy stuff. And the initial wall that has to be broke down when a student shows up on our property, it's a wall that I mean has to be obliterated and kicked down is that wall that's up that they cannot get over it and they cannot forgive themselves for the things that they have done. And can I just be real with y'all, my friends? That thing ain't limited to addiction. It's not limited to drugs and alcohol. Some of us have done things in our lives and we, we have walked through divorces or marriages have ended or whatever and we've never forgiven ourselves over some of the mistakes that we have made in the midst of those seasons we haven't forgiven our teenage the teenage version of ourself that made all kind of crazy mistakes but one way that I really break through with our students when it comes to this topic as I explain it like this if the God of the universe who created and spoke this thing into existence, who when the world was without form and void, his spirit hovered above the deep, 
that he started shaping Adam and Eve in the garden from the dirt and breathed the Ruach of God into their lives. The God who shapes you and forms you in your mother's womb as Jeremiah tells us. The God who is omnipotent, omniscient, and is omnipresent. The God who knows the beginning from the end. He's the Alpha and Omega, beginning and the end. The God who, whenever you come out of your mother's womb, naked, and looking like an alien, come on somebody. (laughs) Some of y'all be like, my baby's cute. No, he ain't. No, she ain't. (laughs) I'm kidding. But watch this. You know, a lot of people think it's doctors smacking the baby and getting them to start crying and stuff. No, that's the Ruach of God. (sighs) Being breathed into that little baby. And the life of God in them. That God. The one true living God. He forgives you. Because it's a promise in his word. We just talked about it for 30 minutes. He forgives you. Who do you think you are? Just get real with him. Who do you think you are that 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 supernatural, all-powerful God, he forgives you and he sent his one and only son to forgive you, but yet you can't forgive yourself? For the mistakes and the things that you have made, that is selfish. It's arrogant. It's prideful. Disguised as woe is me. But he, he forgives you. He forgives me. I used to participate in some crazy stuff. But guess what, y'all? He forgives me. I've been serving God for eight years now. I have made a lot of mistakes as a Christian and as a man, as a husband, as a father. My life has been full of mistakes, but I know one thing to be true. That my God forgives me. And because my God forgives me, I can forgive you. Because my my God forgives me, I can't hold a grudge against anybody else. Because God forgives me, I can forgive myself. And I can move on with my life. Forgiveness between God and men. Forgiveness between men and men. And forgiving yourself. I said it earlier. And I'm going to say it again. Today was a day for teaching. Today is a day for healing. Can I just be honest with you? Some of you in the room are about to have an opportunity to get free. Come on, you're going to have an opportunity to get free. Some of us are going to be able to release people for the first time. Come on, some of us are going to be able to release ourselves. Some of us are going to get to this altar in a minute and confess some junk and some drama and some struggle and some sin in our lives. And guess what? God is going to forgive you. And guess what? God's not just going to stop there and forgive you. The Bible says that he's going to forget it. 
that God is going to forget it. And we're going to get up from that altar today and we're actually going to believe the word of God that says he not only forgives you, but he has forgotten it. And in return, you'll be set free. Some of us are going to forgive and forget the trespass and the offense that somebody did to us. It might have been from your childhood. It might have been from a previous marriage. It might have been from an old boss. It might have been from an old pastor, an old evangelist, some old ministry. But you are going to release an offense today. And when you release that offense, the love of God is fixing to flood your heart and your mind. We're not only going to forgive them. Watch this. I'm asking you to not only forgive them but to forget the wrong that has been done to you. That's challenging, but that's what I'm asking you to do, to not only forgive them, but forget it. Come on, if any one of those, y'all stand on your feet with me. If any one of those situations are you, I'm going to count to three and I want you to run to this altar. Come on, if you need forgiveness between you and God, if you need to forgive another individual, come on, if you need to forgive yourself, if you need to release an offense, if you need to confess something, I'm giving you to the count of three to get yourself up to this altar and let the healing and the love of God flood your mind. One, two, three, run, get to this altar, release the offense, come on, forgive the individual who has wronged you, forgive it, Drop it. Release it right now in the name of Jesus. Come on. Forgive yourself. Come on. That was the old you. That was the old version of you. That's not who you are anymore. That's not who Christ has created you to be. Come on. Release the offense. Release the individual. Come on. Repent. And ask God if there's anything going on in your life, confess it to Him. Because when you confess it to Him, He's not only going to forgive you, He is going to forget the trespass and the offense. Thank you, Lord. God, we worship you. Lord, we give you praise. And God, as we kneel at an altar or we're in our seat still, Lord God, we release those people. We release that offense. We release forgiveness. We pull out our kingdom key of forgiveness and we unlock our own forgiveness in the room today. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. God, we forgive ourselves in this moment. God, we understand that you're the God of the universe and how selfish and disrespectful we have been to not forgive ourselves when the master of the universe has forgiven us and he says it's all under the blood, it's forgiven, it's thrown into a sea of forgetfulness. Come on. God, help us to forgive ourselves. Increase our faith with the word that was given today. Lord, we release those individuals who have offended us. God, we repent and confess that we have offended other people. God, we repent. Help us change the way that we think when it comes to people and our responses and our reactions, God. Deliver us from ourselves. Lord, we worship you. God, we give you praise.
Come on, as the worship team just sings, let the music prophesy over you for just a couple of moments. Release those things to God. Come on. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. If you would like to support the ministry of the Recovery to Recovered podcast, you could go to canvashebbyville.com or bethebushministries.com. If you're enjoying the content that you are receiving here on the show, you can also follow me on social media on TikTok at Pastor Caleb Mack, as well as Instagram, Pastor Caleb Mack, and on Facebook under Caleb McCall. Be blessed. Until next time on the Recovery to Recovered podcast.